Mic test, mic test, one, two. Hey yo, what's up baby babies? Welcome back to another episode of Low High Trips and this is your host Aaron Low with um the recurring guest and at this point potentially even co-host Casey Low. What's baby baby? I don't know. Is that something new? I think that's something that I listen through like B-Boy. Uh, the DJs, they're like, hey, yo, what's up, baby babies? This is B-Boy. B-A-B-Y? Baby babies, like singular plural. Baby babies. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Why you gotta call me out, man? Just, just let me be. That sounds so fuck boy. <laughs> just let me be, man. You do you. Just let me be cringe, right? Okay, just let okay, me be okay. cringe. But yes, uh, obviously we've been talking about K-pop quite a bit in the past few weeks, actually months, let's be honest. Because, you know, K-pop, uh k-pop is honestly it's not a new concept to me like i know of the idea of k-pop ever since i was in middle school or high school i'm not too sure but the whole breakdown of k-pop is very new to me because like i realized the more i know about it through you the more i'm just like wait what the hell like why are there so many things that i do not understand or that i didn't know existed beforehand and I find like there's a lot of similarities to football. Mm. So I was like, you know what? Let's just do a, an episode about K-pop. Might as well just like dive a bit deeper on it. Not dive deeper, like, but you know, just talk about it. So yes, K-pop. Uh, what was your... How, how do you find, first find out about K-pop? Um, so for me, um, how do I put it? I think I've been following K-pop for a while. And I try to keep it low-key. So I feel like here and there, people who know me, who are listening to the episode, they might be a bit surprised. But I like to refer myself as a closet K-pop fans, but not anymore because now K-pop is quite quite well accepted. I start probably around 20, 2011 or 12 or actually maybe, maybe even a bit earlier. More I don't, than 10 years ago. Wow. Yeah, definitely Um, 10 years ago at least. So... I remember at the time I was watching TV and you know how like TV channels sometimes they play foreign shows around like 10, 11 when it's like, like after big hour just to kill time. At that time, um, I think I was still quite young. I remember like um, I was watching this show called Infinite Challenge, which was my first ex- exposure to Korean variety show with my dad. So I think we both had, had had no idea, like, oh, it was a Korean show. So at that time, like, they even had, like, Cantonese voiceover or something. And then, like, my dad always had, like, the preference to have, like, the the original sound. I don't know how to call that. Like, the the, the OG, basically. They were like, oh. Not, not dubbed then. Yeah, yeah, dubbed, yeah, yeah. So we turned it off. Then we realized, like, oh, it's actually really funny, like, Korean variety show. And it's completely different from, at the time, what we watched, like, Chinese variety show. So um, it really grew on us. So I stayed up. I think I was quite young at the time. So 11 was basically my version of staying up. Like, Fair. my dad and I would stay up to watch it. And sometimes it was so funny. It happened before I had, like, for example, a mini asthma attack or I lost my voice because I laughed too much. Really? So from there, here and there, they every episode basically the 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 show is called infinite challenge so they challenge challenges they challenge themselves sometimes they will probably get all the the cast as in um the host members to play like oh this episode we're going to challenge ourselves we're going to be k-pop idols so they do a bit collapsed um performance here and there and they invite other k-pop idols uh, k-pop singer so that's how from k korean variety show i had my first exposure to korean pop i'll say yeah at the time 
I don't know if I pronounce it right. I think Sun Dambi is the name called Crazy, the song title. Mm. And um, it wasn't even like K-pop, K-pop, not like K-pop group. That I was like, oh, the song is really nice, blah, blah. Then I started um, watching the variety show on top of that. I started at the time YouTube here and there and like illegal streaming platform. At the time, there, there was no Netflix. Yeah. So it's like you have to like download like BT, like, like basically illegal. And yeah. because like there's no proper channel back then like to play korean stuff like you really have to go out of your way to find it yeah from there um i think i was quite young at the time then i got into big band uh big band uh. at the time i think like one of the biggest um boy groups at the time and at the time there was super junior and definitely tomboy sin key and but my type my choice was uh big band uh, yeah i was really into them basically my entire high school as like from middle school high school i was into them and then um i i kind of cheated in a sense i got into exo which was a big change to people and then at the time later on when i was a bit older probably like 1920 then I, I I was financially relatively stable, as in I not financially stable, but I started working a bit more part-time job here and there. I could support myself a bit better in terms of um my spending on K-pop. Then yeah. I jumped into um at the time there was this survival show called Police 101. Yeah. Um they have this limited edition boy band which would only last for a year. Uh 101. So I was um very obsessed with them which was a bit concerning but that was probably my my last stage then ever since then they disband then I took a break and I think um my actual life in real life um I like to separate them my reality yeah, and K-pop like, what do you mean your real life yeah. like, K-pop is not real life as in what they're, is this? they're actual people too but like my own personal life I think I had a bit more responsibilities like the full-on adulthood so I kind of distance myself from k-pop and now i'm just kind of like following here and there part-time like when there's like big news someone in jail someone's like that so i'll pick up here and there yeah, but someone's drunk driving yeah yeah <laughs> on a daily basis as we all know k-pop but yeah i just follow here and there now i don't active i don't actively put money in so yeah. that's my journey as a k-pop fan yay i think that's a very good summary though i'm really surprised <laughs> and borderline impressed as to how you could like squeeze your entire decade or more of K-pop in like a few minutes. And I think one thing's very interesting because you mentioned the quote-unquote cheating on Big Bang for XO, right? Because mm. to me, it's like, I don't understand the concept of that. It's more like, okay, let's just say I'm listening to, uh, I don't know, Frank Ocean, whatever, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Frank Ocean. Yeah, so I'm listening to Frank Ocean and then like, maybe I'm listening to him a lot for two years. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I gradually maybe move to like someone else. I don't know, like Tyler, the creator or something, let's just say. But to me, I never see them as like, any relevance between mm. each other like there's no like oh i'm taking his side or i'm taking this side so to me like i'm surprised that you mentioned that or even there's the concept of like oh why did you abandon big bang for exo like what does that even mean yeah i think it's it's really different like when you compare k-pop to other entertainment like um music industry for example like especially western music is completely different and i think k-pop they're really heavy on that sense of belongings and community and for example i uh told you before a lot of the uh, the groups they have their what they call back then i think maybe not as popular now like cafe so it's more like your own fan club you have to actually pay and register into it and a lot of time they have intakes 
So, for example, they have the first intake. If you miss it, they probably won't have another intake for one or two years. And it really depends on how involved you are in the community. For example, when I was obsessed with Big Bad, I was quite young. So, as in, I followed closely, but I didn't really pay that much. But EXO, I was kind of at the stage, I think like 17, so I could do part-time work. So I could... um. I go to concert a bit more, I see people a bit more. So if you realize, if you go to the same concert, not same concert, as in like around this area, this few countries, like you realize it's always this, this probably 10 or 12 people, like you start oh. recognizing one another. Like that's how I the met. The same group of people. Yeah, some of my lifelong friends, like people who actually follow them around, not just like, obviously because I'm from Hong Kong, so... I would see them whenever they come to Hong Kong, I'll watch the concert. For example, uh, they probably do like three days. I'll go for three days. Excellent. And sometimes, like let's say one-on-one, um, I would fly to Malaysia for a concert. And um, I forgot Taiwan or Thailand at the time. So you start seeing familiar faces, then you start hanging out with them. So people kind of remember you. So one day, if you just disappear, it's like, Imagine you just join some, let's say, dance club. You've yeah. been going there consistently. Some like out of nowhere, you just disappear. People are gonna start questioning, and I think at the time, people will have that sense of community. To a point, it was a bit toxic. It's just like, sense for example, of pride as well, right? Yeah, yeah, and especially, um, for example, K-pop. I like to think, which I think like everyone thinks the same. Like different generation. The first like OG generation was probably, um, SES, um. What's SES? They're super old, like <laughs> like they're basically first gen of K-pop as like back in I'll say nineteen ninety five seven like that. So and then they like to call like girls' generation one the girls big band super junior. I think second gen, and then um for example EXO would be third gen like that. So I think big band and EXO the competition wasn't too much, but it was kind of the overlapping bit when the last active period of Big Bang happened to be around the peak period of EXO. So they went on show together. Oh. They probably compete for the same award. So between fans, it's not good. Yeah. Because you have to pick one. Like when it comes to K-pop awards, you have to put money in. You have to vote. And it's not just who's popular, who gets the vote. It depends on how hardworking the fans are. And a lot of time, like... I'm saying on my behalf, as in like as a Chinese fan, we work closely with Korean fans. So sometimes, for example, Twitter or um, Instagram, people would actually like have organized events. Like if we, for example, every day 2 p.m., we're going to put in the vote. So the number would go up. So the cutoff time, let's say three, like that. Yeah. So that's actually organization, everything. And usually um, when, especially when it comes to big groups, they have their big organization fan base in, let's say, Korea or China. So um, they're always big groups to lead people and do things. So yeah, it's actually really technical and stuff. And that's why if imagine at the time you're Taylor Swift fans and there's yeah. a award show, I don't know, Grammy or something. And turns out Grammy, um, basically the fans that have to vote, like you have to put money in to compete for the the big awards. Like you out of nowhere, you pull out last minute, but you know what? I, I'm, I'm starting to like Katy Perry. I'm going to vote for her. And you know how they, <laughs> at least that's what I heard. Like they, they have beef one another. I have no idea, but yeah. I think so, yeah. Okay. That's what I heard. So like, they kind of like they're direct competitors. It's just yeah. like you can't like Liverpool, yeah, because so, you support Man United. Like it doesn't matter if you go out of nowhere, you start watching Barcelona a bit more because like they're not like direct competitors, uh, but it's different. When like I'll describe in a way, I think Big Ben and 
EXO was probably like um uh, like Man United and Barcelona. So they're kind of in the same industry, but they don't really compete one another directly. Yeah, not direct competitors, not direct yeah, rivals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for example, BTS and EXO at the time was basically, to me, the capable version of United and... um. It's a Man City or Liverpool. Yeah, so you just you so just no, your side. Yeah. You, you you are slut if you go there and you just kind of <laughs> keep it low key. You don't let people know. Yeah. And I think that's what I did. So no, I said I didn't like BTS. Yeah, so yeah, no, no. Was it BTS supporter? Yeah. BTS what a stand army. So so yeah, that's why because um I'm quite loyal to EXO. So even till now, like I I appreciate the music, but I can't be their fans. <laughs> I mean, yeah, fair enough. I mean, let's not disclose the amount of uh, money that you spend on EXO <laughs> and 101. But I think, to me, it's such an interesting concept that it's like you pick one band, or is it correct to say band, group, K-pop group? group? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you pick a group, right? Let's just say EXO. And you have to like support them for life. Basically, mm. until like potentially when they disband. I think ideally, but it's more like compared to United. You know how United is so long from, let's say, your dad's generation. That's the thing. Yeah. So the thing like, about football is that they, they never stop. They don't stop. Oh shit! Sorry. Got you stop. Yeah. The fans would leave, but I think K-pop is a bit more different. It's relatively easy for you to last as long because K-pop goes. They gonna they get old eventually. Like usually, once they hit around twenty eight thirty, because Koreans they have to go to the military. Yeah. The the group will eventually come down a bit, and like after that, they just kind of maintain. They don't really accumulate new fans anymore. So it's just like old fans there. They just play with themselves till so, they so what happens? gone. So what happens when they're still there, but then they can't be as big. Beat. Yeah, you just kind of go down, and hopefully you maintain. For example, like. No offense to Super Junior fans, but for example, Super Junior used to be the biggest. Like Solid Solid, everyone was singing to Solid Solid, like wrapping their hands and stuff. But oh, now, sorry, sorry, sorry. now they're still going, like they're going to Europe, like I don't know, Mexico for they tours. Are? Yeah, yeah, like it's very normal. Like I world they're tour. Disbanded. No, 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 they're still <laughs> active. It's just that obviously when it comes to K-pop groups, especially like Super Junior or let's say EXO, because there are too many people. Um, someone's gonna fuck up. Like someone's gonna do. You, Drunk driving. Someone's gonna pop some kids out. Like, not fans, but Chen. <laughs> Someone's I'm, active idol having two kids. I'm still surprised how having kids yeah. as a K-pop idol is a no. Okay, can you elaborate on that? Like, to me, I'm just like, what? Because I think it's very different. Like, uh, people don't understand enough for, like, Korea as in, like, the entertainment industry. Idol is very different from uh, singer and like, for example, actor. So you can say Idol, they do a bit of everything. But at the same time, uh, the main thing that is visual, how nicely packaged, how pretty, how nice their makeup is. So a lot of time, what they're selling, not just the singing or dancing skill, is like the image of someone. So they like to have an image, for example, they like to present themselves very boyfriend material and... um. People usually put it in a way, if you sing so good, you'll just be a singer. If you dance so good, you'll be a dancer. If you act so good, you'll be an actor. So either it's a little bit mix of everything, but they're not the best at everything. So it's more like a package of concept when it comes to idol. So that's why um most of the time, I dare to say 99% of the time, when it comes to K-pop idols, usually with uh, male idols, you you would want to present yourself as like um a boyfriend image. So, like, when fans, they buy, they spend money on you, not just for a singing skill. They like your personality. They like how you present yourself. Like, oh, like, imagine um, 
Aaron being my boyfriend based on how he acts like it's a lot of fantasy and they just project everything on you so your job is not just you can't clock in clock out it's basically 24 7 how you behave when you're outside of the tv channel outside of the um sbs building how you act like you smoke on the street that's ridiculous because a lot of people watching there's kids watching you you can't smoke and um so it's like 24-7 roping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why um, it's okay for singer actor. they hit certain age, they get married, they have kids, but it's not common for idol. And there's a lot of like unwritten rules, for example, you're not supposed to date around your peak and even you do like your popularity going to crash and it's not easy. Or let's say ideally idols, they wait till they pass their 30s when their popularity die down a bit. So fans, they're more like stable. People, they... They stay there like long enough to kind of like see you as friends in that sense. So you kind of seek for approval from fans to be like, oh, I'm, I start dating this woman and then be like, oh, we plan to get married or oh, we plan to have kids now. So you really have those unwritten rules and timeline. That's why and Koreans, I think just Asian mindset, they absolutely hate the idea of uh, pregnancy before marriage. So it's kind of the worst thing you can do as an idol. But unfortunately, EXO, our lovely member Chen happened to double Q, two kids back to back. No offense, but um, he's a really good singer. But EXO image really got affected a lot, and kind of we kind of became a joke among other fans as well. Because so, of what he did. Yes, again, I feel like some of the what we like to call international fans or Western fans, they like to oh, but everyone has their freedom. They're just people. They can date. They can. Um, they can see whoever they want but you gotta remember at the end of the day they don't earn much money from international fans because they don't spend money all they do is just watch you, um, videos on YouTube so a lot of times the actual market the main market obviously it's nice to have like Western American market but the main thing is still um, Asia like Korean, Japanese, um, Chinese fans so so yeah within I'll say like my community in that sense like korean chinese japanese people not too happy with this at all and it's kind of like um i don't know how to say but like you kind of fail your identity as an idol so but he's not fans but he's not the most popular member in the group anyway so yeah mm. <laughs> so he really single-handedly pulled down exos like reputation I think EXO, because he broke the unspoken rule. EXO was already, I wouldn't say going down, but like members going into military. So they don't active, they're no longer active as a group anymore. And then the cherry on top is him getting someone pregnant before marriage, back to back, second kid now. And I think the, I would say the fuck up thing is that um a lot of people comment it was very bad, like just not good of him because technically if you do the timeline together, which, you know, our fans, they're really good at it. He basically made the girlfriend at the time pregnant while he was in military. So a lot of people say it wasn't fair on the woman either because the entire pregnancy, until the, the kids came out, like he only discharged from military or something like that. Damn. So people saying like, it's just, he fell as an idol, he fell as a father, something like that. Mm-hmm. And here and there, I think, again, no offense, I think Icon Bobby was kind of similar, just like out of nowhere, just like boom, like not just I'm dating, um, married as well, kids. So I think it's getting more and more common now, like this sort of things. And at the same time, um, drunk driving is very common among, no offense, like K-pop idols and actors, singer. And this day, I think it's even crazier. For example, Chris Wu, someone you used to lie out of nowhere, they can be a rapist. Now he's in jail, like so... 
K-pop is full of surprise sometimes. <laughs> it really is. Sounds very entertaining and stimulating as well with the high influx of like all this crazy controversy. Yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, I'm, I'm actually curious. So basically what happens, let's just say XO became, be- becomes very inactive in the upcoming like decade, right? Mm. So what happens? Like, do they disband or do they just maintain like that being inactive? And you can't change any group. You, you just have to continue supporting them when they don't do anything. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say they don't do anything. Like, they are still... It's more like they maintain. They don't disband unless something... I'll say from EXO perspective as an SM, as an agency, they're known for not bad at taking care of, like... um. I'll say... I don't want to use the word, but, like, probably, like, senior K-pop group who already passed their peak, for example, like, Super Junior, they still have, like like really large fan base just you know like the fact they could go on world tour people still come to see them they still have really large fan base it's just that in terms of um their like company wouldn't invest as much anymore and for example when they release single or album maybe the envy they don't put as much money and um when they go on to all the stage it's not as nice compared to the newer group and the song might not be the best but they still maintain this pop they probably do like one album a year on top of that and the uh, members wait, wait, wait what xo is still doing one album a year each for example as in what when the they're hell? back at like all of them now it's a bit difficult because oh. like some of them still mentally blah blah in and out in and out and um for example like junior now i believe they have all the members now so i think likely they would like to release album once a year and use that album like to continue to do world tour and apart from the group activities a lot of time members they can do their own acting some of them will pick up acting some of them will pick up like for example like variety show and sometimes some of them start doing singer for example in exo um or i'll say actually a better example like girls generation they're legendary they're iconic everyone i dare to say every asian kids would know them and now they've been so long and yes some is it a nobody nobody but you that's wonder girls okay yes <laughs> i appreciate <laughs> your attempt your effort but that was wonder girls wonder girls this band so okay. wonder girls they're a really interesting group as well but um girls generation yes. fn21 some, something like that. Something. No, it was 2021. That one was Girls' Generation. It's SNSD. SNSD. Don't mix them together. Yes, okay. SNSD. So, so Girls' Generation is like GGGG. Baby, baby. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that yeah. one. So Girls' Generation, um, they were very successful um, as a girl group. They make a lot of like record, like the, the top seller at the time as a girl group. And a lot of time, companies back then, they didn't like to release girl groups as much because just objectively speaking, male they're not going to spend as much compared to female females they're going to go crazy just look at me i'm not going to spend that much on girl group that i like like red velvet i'm not going to spend that much but women they're crazy because they really think the idols are like their boyfriends so um it just financial financially is is wise to release more boy groups so girls generation girls generation i dare to say they're the biggest at time and they're very good in a way their exposure and fyi in korea k-pop um doesn't mean pop a lot of k uh, korean public they actually don't know much about idols so um Uh. there's a certain demographic that like support idol k-pop but it doesn't mean the general public for example a a 50 years old uncle they would listen like um i don't know aspa it doesn't work like that so they they listen to separate things like like the mainstream and um k-hip-hop so um 
it's not as mainstream as it was portrayed. It's still very big, I dare to say. But let's say new jeans is really big now. Like you can, when you walk around in, in Korea, you can hear their songs. But let's say some, again, no offense, like NCT, they're big. It's like if you follow K-pop, but um, if you ask a, a random uncle walking on the street, hey, do you know who's Johnny? No, no one, no one knows. So it's kind of like that. So at the time, Girls' Generation did a really good job because they really pushed for public exposure. So they went on a lot of like variety shows, for example, Running Man. And um, back in the time, there are other shows as well. I forgot the name. But basically- I watched a few Running Man episodes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It, it was even before Running Man. So at that time, um, a lot of public, they have really, um, they, they had a liking um, for Girls' Generation, not just- how they sing, they dance, their personality is very likable. And now um, they're not disbanded. Some of the members, they sign other agency, but like let's say once a year, once every two years, they'll still try their best to make a comeback. So it's relatively a new thing. And uh, a lot of time when they're not doing group activities, they're good enough for them to solo. For example, Taeyeon is one of the best solo singer at the moment. Like she can release an album just herself. She doesn't she doesn't do like the normal K-pop idol way. For example, she would go on different TV show to promote, uh, to do what we call live performance. They actually dance and sing. But Taeyeon is big enough, so she doesn't do as much. Like she's doing it just to, you know, as a gift to, to the fans. So it's probably one, two live stage. And um, I dare to say most of her songs probably top 100 on Melon, basically the Korean Spotify. And um, there are the members, for example... Um, so Hyun, they're really good as in uh, acting wise. A lot of them, you're seeing their faces on all the big award shows. And some of them, they're really good in terms of hosting like MC, like different funny variety shows like that. And some of them start like business, selling their own stuff. So that would be how a K-pop group looks like. A healthy one in long term, relatively senior, senior one after their peak. And they still have that group activities there maybe once in a while but uh members can do their solo things and also k-pop like they churn out so much content yeah yeah they churn uh, out so much content like in terms of um producing like youtube videos and stuff it's like what are you man your youtubers your singers your dancers yeah your yeah pr machines yeah yeah everything i think, think it's relatively a new thing i think that's why like my generation how i used to follow for example big ben and exo we were already happy with the, the the amount of um materials that we receive but when our generation look at this generation like man you guys just having the best life because um not just fyi not just um those you mentioned like youtube channel is basically the the norms now that's the bare minimum and we have something called like bubbles and um basically it's some sort of apps that you can pay subscription it can talk to your idols. Obviously, it's not one-on-one. -on -one. A lot of times, you send in messages and there are probably 500 messages a day for the idols to read, but sometimes they might pick on some, like, they might read some of them. So when they respond, sometimes it looks borderline, like, oh my God, is he replying to me? Something like that. And a lot of times, they would post their ex exclusive content. For example, today, I went to this restaurant, ate this, and a picture of their own selfie, which you pay for that. So it's exclusive. So basically, in that sense, it the, it's the K-pop only fans. Oh, so yeah, yeah, and um, it really depends on how hardworking the idol is. Uh, for example, some of them can be logging in using the service every day. To it's like imagine you texting your friend. 
like daily basis. Some of them, they probably do it once a month. And obviously a lot of people say it's not ethical because the fans pay for the subscription. And if you don't lock in for like three months, so they just like wasting the money. Yeah. But at the same time, that's why I think becoming like it's becoming harder and harder, like being an idol this day, because you don't just dance, perform like your personality, the way you talk and easily you can sleep anytime for example new jeans instead of saying lunar new year then they accidentally said said um change new year so a lot of time uh it it happens so many times because some idols they don't necessarily have especially foreign idols because they don't have much knowledge around the context or for example korean history they said something casual sleep get fucked you know cancel something like that so it's very common and a lot of time uh, i don't know why i'm talking about this i actually don't remember Basically, Daniel was uh, born and bred in Melbourne, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, hey, no, 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 sorry, not Melbourne, she, uh, Australia. She lived in Korea for a bit as well. Ah, uh, okay. But anyway, that, that's not what we are talking about. So you were mentioning something, you know, the whole like, oh, K-pop is not the mainstream in Korea and the probably older generations are listening to like ballet and like actual singing. Mm. Not saying K-pop isn't actual singing, but more like, I don't know, you get what I mean? Like singers and... Singers? So, um... <laughs> You did mention something along the lines of like Blackpink. Uh, I remember you told me that they aren't—they're not big in Korea. Okay, so uh, this is controversial. I just hope—I hope you don't have that many listeners. <laughs> you hope it's statistically correct, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> people are gonna argue, but basically, my point of view—it's just my own opinion—which yeah. unfortunately happened to be true. Uh, that Blackpink—they're absolutely—they're talented. They're really big. No offense. Look at their Instagram followers. They're really big. They're big in Korea as well. But at the same time, is the tactics, is the strategies YG their agency use? Um, it's kind of like I don't know the name. It's like staffing strategy or something like staffing tactic. So basically, they they limit the artist's appearance on a public TV show. So to create that image, like, very mysterious, you don't know, like, you know how they're like. So, um, for example, a lot of time, for example, Lisa, Lisa, um, absolutely love her. She's, uh, I, I personally feel like she's one of the sweetest members and she's kind of like social butterfly. So she knows a lot of other idols. They hand out a lot, but why do they very strict? So for example, uh, other idol groups, other K-pop groups, for example, can be uh, mini from idol. They go hang out with, um, Lisa. Lisa happened to be in the video, but because of YG's their policy, Lisa is not allowed to show her face on the video. Even it's her friend. That's yeah. absolutely insane because yeah, there's yeah. just no clocking out from being a K-pop idol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. no clocking yeah, out. There's yeah, no yeah. personal life. There's no such thing as work-life balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. So imagine Minis hang out with Lisa. Um, She does her live vlog upload on YouTube and you can see there Lisa was not allowed to show her face other than YG their own channel. So that's what they've been doing, like the copyright or whatever. But at the same time, it will limit... Blackpink exposure. That's why Blackpink. I think maybe that's what IG try to achieve. To YG, have, yep. oh yeah, what YG try to achieve is to have that like kind of like distance appear. Like I saw before this description is like which international students vibe. Like you know how like when you as a local kid, there's always like kids who study at international school and yeah. they seem so happy, hard to reach that kind of image. So I think they try to achieve that. But at the same because of that, it's really hard for you to be hardcore, be a hardcore fan for Blackpink because the exposure is limited and everything's quite polished in a way, like everything edited. So it's hard for you to know how the actual personality is. So it's really hard for you to spend money 
like crazy on them. So like how you did on EXO and One One. Yeah, yes. yeah, because EXO, <laughs> there's so much exposure. They're on different kind of shows, so like they like you really get to dissect how their personality is, and they give you that borderline um illusion that you maybe you know them, maybe you know them so well. Like there's camera overnight, how they sleep. I can tell you how Sehun sleeps friends. as well. Yeah, yeah. I can tell you how um. Sehun when he's oh, okay, that's too much. I'm not yeah, gonna go like, into that. Whoa, that sounds bro. so creepy. But anyway, uh, go back to Blackpink. So I think that's kind of what I'll say. The problem with Blackpink, they're so big. Um, their concert, I dare to say, especially overseas. For example, Melbourne or Yubo. I think they just released their encore concert is in Paris, and the stadium is like absolutely insane. One of the Ooh, biggest. Blackpink? Yeah, yeah, in mm-hmm. Paris. So they're doing really good uh international wise but uh definitely i can see the drop in terms of their new songs for example shutdown or pink venom in korea and i dare to say the ranking is not as good as new jeans so um that's the thing i think um this kind of strategy works for the few first few years but in long term people like the views is crazy on youtube the instagram follows crazy but when it comes to people who are willing to spend that much money on blackpink is not as much compared to let's say new jeans or other groups like red velvet because they never get to showcase their personality as much and i truly believe that's why all the members they start doing youtube like youtube channel like jenny will say everyone got their own channel so because that's their way to to maintain that exposure to public to fans because they don't they're not allowed to go on as many shows as well and mm. yg the agency agency for the longest time they to stay relevant basically yeah. they have um bad relationship with some of the podcasts or like uh, tv channels so um they don't get to be on tv and variety show as much compared to other groups so like blackpink they really have to go out of their way to do youtube channel for them to edit their own videos and upload i'm not saying they edit everything maybe their assistant or something but just for them to do this and that's why sometimes back in the time i think um the world tour they're doing the first stop i think obviously in korea uh actually took quite long not quite long but it surprisingly took a bit longer than people thought to get the tickets sold out Okay. Yeah, and some of the time, like normally I heard, like K-pop tickets are just insane. Yeah, yeah, and like, you fight for it, resell, you, resell, resell. You would realize some of the award shows, like uh, Blackpink, there to say they're the biggest one, no one can beat them, but they're not the winner because they don't have hardcore fans there stay up all night, put in money to fall for them. So they kind of like Blackpink. They kind of the group that everyone likes, but they don't have as many hardcore fans. Ah, uh, so their reach is very extensive. Yeah, very yeah. like international. But then no one that really I wouldn't say no one, but like most of the supporters or most of the stands are not like hardcore fans. Yeah, 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 yeah. Blinks, uh, right? Blinks. Yes, blinks. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's kind of the difference. Yeah. Yeah. FYI, Blackpink is um the first K-pop group that. I actually listened to since my first K-pop song that I've encountered, which is Lollipop, the mm. Lolly Lolly Oh Lollipop or whatever something like that. And I didn't know that it's an advertisement from what you told me. The only exposure that I had was it was basically a uh, a song that uh, B boys used to dance to. Mm. So mm. I thought, oh okay, so cool. I didn't know that K-pop is like in the B boy genre. Right? I was so young. I just had no idea. <laughs> this is my first exposure. And of course, after that is the Nobody Nobody by. Nobody, nobody but you by Wonder Girls. Mm, Wonder yes, Girls. yes, Wonder Girls. Then I basically had close to zero K-pop exposure until Blackpink because they became so mainstream. It was played all over radio. It was played in shopping malls, yeah. supermarkets, everywhere. And I was just like, oh, so interesting. Then I started like searching them up. Mm. And that's when I started listening to Blackpink a bit more, the Cutie's Love era. Mm-hmm, you yeah. know? And 
basically from there on once again i stopped and then of course you know um from you as well i did uh sort of like explored the k hip hop k r&b genre yeah. which i really really like love it thank you and then comes to new jeans and i think that new jeans is such an interesting concept but okay could, could you tell a bit about uh, new jeans concept because i feel like you're able to like express it better yeah, I think how successful New Jeans was, uh, to me, it was expected. So FYI, um, New Jeans is one of the latest, the most popular girl group Yeah, probably in the hottest topic right now in Korea. Korea. Yeah, and uh, fun fact, I believe they're all underage, except Minji is like borderline 18. Yes, I'm yeah. going to talk about that later. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, interesting <laughs> thing. So um, so the label of New Jeans, I think called Adore. So they're under hype, which is the, the big label of BTS. BTS. So, Oh, yeah. basically now hype is so big they start buying I dare to say half of the K-pop industry so everyone say everyone somehow become BTS workmates in that sense so um, but although it's basically an independent label underneath hype so I think uh, I forgot I forgot the name but basically the producer of um, New Jeans used to work for SM so Girls Generation Super Junior um, XO company agency so while she was working for sm she was actually in charge for some of the albums and she did an amazing job fans were so obsessed like oh my god this concept concept is crazy and fyi is a very common thing for k-pop groups when it comes to concept for example this comeback we want to do like schoolgirl vibe next comeback we're gonna do like uh let's say more how do I say, like, leather jacket, more like rough, and then... That's always a theme. Yeah, that's always on. a theme, a concept. Can there. you explain what's a comeback? Comeback, oh, no yeah. Idea. To me, I was like, comeback, like what? Like, you go down one kneel, then you come back to one? <laughs> so, in, in K-pop, there's always, it's always a comeback. Basically, you debut as a group, and ever since every album or single you release, as long as you're doing promotion, you come on stage, it's a comeback. And a lot of time, um, they have, for example, a comeback and they follow with, uh, they, they follow, for example, once a year, you release one album or EP. That's this big title song. You use this song to promo. And usually after a few weeks, then you release the second one. So likely most K-pop groups, like one year, they release two EP due to promotions like that. That's kind of the frequency. So we like to call that comeback. So it literally means comeback. They just came back. Mm. So yeah, so basically, um, uh, the producer of New Jeans, uh, she was previously responsible for a lot of big projects in SM. Uh, for example, if I have to put it, if people had the context, Red Velvet, for example, I think, I think Dum Dum and definitely FX personal one, my favorite one would be Four Walls. I believe she was responsible for that. So, uh, she was really good, very creative, basically a creative director, uh, with all this kind of concept theme, what they wear. Um, sometimes mysterious and for example FX Four Wars the concept was I, I believe Alice in the Wonder World so it's kind of a lot of like the, the envy everything basically I would say the vibes <laughs> the vibes? aesthetics um, really good so um, now everyone basically the OG K-pop fans they already got their attention so I dare say SR, SM was basically half of the K-pop industry and people like me who are following um, EXO who are technically under, I, I dare to say fans under SM, we already got the attention there. We're just waiting to see how new jeans would come out because um, the producer had the full autonomy to produce the whole group. Yeah. So from the scratch, from casting everything. But you already know the yeah, potential yeah, of this person yeah, and yeah. this whole project. 
yeah, you just know it has to be so good. And now she has, like, she can make the whole thing from scratch from casting. I believe, like, it took her so long as well. And also the title song. I think she mentioned she took probably two, three years to line up what songs they want to release so it's not just like okay one comeback done let's make a new song what so we're gonna do so yeah she planned everything beforehand there's consistency so and then bam like new jeans came out and i think they're casting really good as well so it's just like how i said before when it comes to k-pop groups there's so many roles for example focal and there's facial there's rapper dancer so uh, I think it's a really good balance for new jeans as well. And obviously, everyone's pretty. So I think um, their their theme right now, I'll say Y2K, is so refreshing as well. First, they're all underage and they actually present, them, present themselves as underage. So I think that's what I don't feel uncomfortable because a lot of time you see they're not trying to be sexual yeah yeah a lot of k-pop groups they either like they're too cute like borderline like Ugh, like get fucked like but some of them they're <laughs> either like underage but they present themselves like showing too much skin to you like the outfit too revealing and they try to add older than they are but new jeans it just they just act like their age very refreshing they're not trying to show their boobs or tummy whatever <laughs> good it's a really good thing because yeah. I think um younger K-pop idols they're sexualized for the longest time and good to know that the producer herself maybe she's a woman too that's why and um a lot of time for example when it comes to outfit everything it kind of very nostalgic in a way because like older generation they can refer back to like oh this is what we saw back in like the early 2000s like probably before the members they were even born so i think in either they grab the attention from the old k-pop fans so even let's say i'm not their hardcore fans i will still follow them and the new k-pop fans too like oh the song's good like to to the new k-pop fans it's a new style you get what i mean so i think the success here is not um is expected i'll say it's a long-term plan and i'm glad i think it came out exactly how i thought damn oh, what, what, do, what do you think they'll be like moving forward from here do, do you have faith in them to maintain this project or do you think they might oh shaky shaky i think uh, it's hard to predict when it comes to k-pop i i ha- i definitely i have faith in them and i do feel that the production so far quality is really good from uh the debut for example attention so they have kind of like the the warm-up pre pre-debut single and then we have the debut hype boy and you can tell they put in so much effort there's so many version envies and like you said as well it's crazy amount of content to put on on their own youtube channel and they're very active on variety shows and um even the second one now i think uh like omg like really i don't know if i should call it omg oh my god like it's really good as well and so so far all the songs at least the qualities are good which i dare to say is surprising among k-pop a lot of time like they get tired so it's like oh the group is so big anyway we just really shit songs so mm. i think uh new jeans because it's the same producer from scratch like everything she's in control she's responsible so that's the consistency there but the only thing that i'm a bit worried right now is their uh their image for example like they're all borderline underage so now y2k so refreshing it fits them really well like what they're gonna do when they hit their let's say mid-20s that's true the transition yeah. from like the underage to like the legal yeah, age that's gonna what, be what's gonna be the new theme a transition like it wouldn't suit them as 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 much as well like when they're in their 
mid twenties, late twenties to do I mean, Y two K stuff. They continue maintaining their personas right now. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. And I do feel like um a lot of people like to say new jeans they're very well protected. That's why um they don't have much personalities to shine. That's why I think probably why Minji is one of my favorite member. I think she got no offense, a bit more personality to show in that sense. So I do think like with time goes by, they'll be more confident and they can show like their personalities a bit more. And I feel like it's the same challenge twice went through when they kind of transition from like that QQ phrase to the version of twice now, like how they're more like, I, w- I want to use the word sexy, but like they're, they're not scared to show They're more comfortable skin. in your own skin. Yeah, they have more tight feeling clothes. I'm not going to say it's like sexual, sexual, but they're more like mature. So it's the transition there. And I'll be honest, at least from my point of view, like as an outsider, it hasn't been the smoothest for twice because you can do, you, you do see a bit of drop in terms of, for example, the ranking of their songs and um the exposure, everything. So, it could be the same thing for new jeans as well in future. Who knows? It's always mm. hard when groups, they have to transition into a new theme, new image. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually very pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoy new jeans music. Like I remember you were abusing, uh, what, Attention? Yeah. Attention and I don't know what other songs I'll be honest. I think Attention and Hype Boy. Hype Boy, yeah. Yeah. Because they don't I, have that many songs to begin Yeah, they had what? Four songs four in, now, their, yeah. in their first debut. Like big which songs. Is, uh, August 2022. But... Yeah, uh, it's actually very surprising how much I've abused their music over the past few months. Hmm. Um, to the point I'm feeling a bit conscious, you know. But, you know, I do enjoy the music. That's what I'm going to say. And I went to the extent of like, of course, with your encouragement that I got. Can, can you explain what this is? Yes, yeah, so this is um, their... Merch? Not merch, this is exactly like just a normal album. Okay, so it's a CD. Yeah. But I think that's the fun thing about K-pop. Album, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so it is an album, but it's very different from uh, the normal album we get we come across when it comes to Western music because, for example, every K-pop group's their album will be different. So some probably rectangle, some probably square, some probably round. So for example, New Jeans, their first debut album, uh, FYI, the special edition, it was actually a handbag. Oh. Yeah, so what? it got sold so quick. So, like, you a can imagine. Handbag? Yeah, and for example, G-Jagan previously, one of his comeback, like, he released USB. So it can be, like, so many different shapes. So when it comes to K-pop album, I think OMG is quite a standard one. So when you open the packaging, for example, there's different covers. It can be Honey, it can be uh, Danelle, Minji, the group one. So we bought the group one. And um, I think, do you want to talk about your experience when we're searching for... Um, yeah, it was so cover. interesting because uh, would you want me to disclose where we got it from? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So we were basically in Hong Kong and you know, vibes, Hong Kong. <laughs> <laughs> and basically we were like searching for this uh, album, mm. Oh My God slash Dito. Mm. Um, just for the experience of like unboxing it, right? Or yes, it's really fun. It. Yeah, it's just an interesting experience to me. Like I don't, I'll be very honest with you, I'm not necessarily into the content of the thing, mm. but the unboxing experience is quite interesting it's to fun, me. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, oh yeah, collection, you know, why not, eh? And yeah, basically I didn't know that K-pop is such a business where there's this like specific mall uh, in Hong Kong where they were selling like a lot of K-pop stuff, like mm. K-pop merch. W- would you say merch? Yeah, I'd okay. to say, yeah. K-pop like album CDs uh, and just like things that the groups uh, sell out. So not only that, you have like picture cards and stuff. Yeah, and f- all those cards. are like uh, photo cards, yeah. And all these photo cards, obviously, they have like individual pricing. Mm. And here's the thing, it's like the supply and demand or stock market, right? It's like, 
crazy. With the same album, with different covers, even though they are supposed to be the same price, due to yeah. the supply and demand, they up some of the album's price, basically double of the double compared to the lowest one. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. I'm not gonna review like who has the lowest one, which is a bit sad to see yeah. that. Like, I feel like man, if I'm the member with like the lowest pricing, which is extremely low mm. as compared to the highest one, you know, mm-hmm. double triple. I would just be like, man, what the hell? What's going on? But yeah. I think it's just very interesting to me, this whole concept that K-pop is a massive business, man. Yeah, it's yeah. It's a massive yeah. industry. Yeah. And I think FYI, like K-pop albums, they're like, just like you mentioned, unboxing is really fun. The fun bit is because um, when it comes to K-pop album, it has nothing to do with the fucking CD. No one cares about the CD. Yeah. Just, you know, it's very common. Uh, at least when I was active within the K-pop community, it's very common. Like people open the album, they take away the photo card and they just keep the album out for free. Oh. No one cares about the album. It's the photo card. The so every photo, every album, uh, for example, can be group albums, group cover album, and you get to have a photo card in there. It can be, usually it's random. So it can be your favorite member or the member you hate the most. And so, for example, this album we have here, oh my God, like, is, um, first we got the group one and then it comes with, obviously, the CD and we have the, the lyrics book or something. Yeah, something like and that. And this day is so fancy, not just the photo card. And photo cards, uh, you have six. So you have, like, for, I think six, right? All the sure, members yeah. and one group card, something like that. And you usually have, like, a mini postcard photo well. book. Yeah, a and the postcard. Yeah. And you got stickers as well. So that's what makes unboxing K-pop albums so fun. Because yeah. it's not the CD anymore. It's the stuff that it comes with. And you actually pay money for all this random stuff. It's yeah. not even a CD. Who the hell plays CD this day? No yeah. one uses it. Like, it's purely just collection purpose. And um, I think... That's why I'll I'll never buy a Western artist album when my exposure to album is this. Like my standard was like up the ceiling. Yeah. And also like New Jeans uh their self-titled album, which is New Jeans, which is released in August mm-hmm. 2022. They had their own sort of like digital album as well. Yeah. yeah which yeah. is so strange to me. Like you basically just buy this and you just scan the QR code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be like, bro, just listen on Spotify. <laughs> That's the thing. That's why when it comes to album sales, like it's not bow. The CD, like, it's just for them, it's just a tactic which, to be honest, is so bad to the environment. You know, people don't care. People don't play the CD. They just want that photo card in that sense. And a lot of time, um, now it becomes so toxic, the, com- the competition is to, you know, to to compete who got the highest sales. For example, Jisoo recently released her solo. I think she broke the record as the first uh, female solo, the quickest to reach uh, 1 million sales. And you sort of know when it comes to shit like this, it's not even... Um, it's not a healthy competition. It's just like fan base to show that yes, my Jisoo is the most popular one. So we have to hit that one million um uh, sales like in the shortest time in that sense. And for example, I myself I described before um fucking EXO, but then got like nine members. They they have a fucking audacity to release like eighteen covers. So FYI, EXO has EXO K and EXO M, so EXO Korean, EXO Mandarin. But now basically that doesn't matter because uh the structure is fucked. So like they're doing like they both members doing as in both group doing doing the same thing. It's still the same group, but they just sing Korean a bit, sing Mandarin a bit. And back in the time, they'll probably release like nine covers for uh EXO K, the Korean version, and then nine covers for Mandarin version. So that's eighteen covers. They're Imagine mental. wanting to collect them all. Yeah, but no one's gonna collect them all. Because I don't think anyone is that 
big, you know, have such a big heart, equally loves everyone. For me, I only、mm. like Sehun, so only buy Sehun. And Sehun was popular, so his cover is always more expensive. That's insane. Yeah, it's really mind blowing to hear like the how, how deep the K-pop industry is. Yeah, how many layers there are. I have no idea about all these things. So you, you know. gotta say it's really good in a way. I feel like、uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna single hand, but it definitely helps Korea as in like South Korea the GDP GDP a lot. Oh really? I dare to say, yeah, it's K-pop. Like look at fucking BTS in America. Jungkook. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Okay. I was actually thinking of talking about uh K-pop and like masculinity as well,、mm. because as I was opening uh the New Jeans um album. And also, as I was like abusing their songs on like Spotify and YouTube over the past months, right? I was feeling a bit self conscious. I was like, first of all, all of them are underage. Yes. So I really caught myself. I was like, is it right to be enjoying music by a group of underage girls, five of them, you know, who I have no relation to, and they're just like acting QQ and shit, you、mm-hmm. know? And I'm just like, oh. But at the same time, it's not like I'm obsessing over them. Like, oh yeah, you know this part. Honey,、yeah. let's go. But I don't know, man. I feel like it's so new to me that I'm really questioning it all, like the whole underage K-pop thing. Yeah, I think very first, very nice of you to actually question. I dare to say most of the men don't question, and which was okay too. It really depends on how you see them. Like it was so different. If you imagine, if you see New Jeans the way some fans see their group met up,、uh, their favorite. Idol, for example, like oh, favorite boyfriend material, like it'll be weird. Like、that、someone like you, like shit, obviously an adult, see Nugent as like someone's like girlfriend material. It'll be so different. And I think it's good how we're at the generation, we becoming a bit more conscious now because、yeah. for the longest time, it's very common for K-pop groups to have like underage、mm, members. It's very、okay. common. For example, when Sehun first debuted with EXO, he was underage, and a lot of time maybe he had to wear something see-through, show his body a bit. Like I think it was so. Common and it was quite widely accepted, but at the same time, no one really uh highlight the fact some of this, especially female K-pop idols back in the time they're underage, so、yeah. they just they just did their jobs and so yeah. I mean, it's like Justin Bieber, right? Like when he debut or whatever you wanna call it, he、mm-hmm. was definitely underage. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you can't be like, oh, I'm listening to him. Oh man, you must be a pedophile for listening to him, <laughs> which was a thing back then, by the way, because I was obviously from an all boy school. Mm. And listening to K-pop or Justin Bieber is、um, considered and termed "quote unquote" gay. So yeah, if you are a straight male, you do not listen to K-pop or Justin Bieber. At least that's the social expectations from what I've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's interesting. Maybe we'll talk about K-pop and masculinity in the next episode. Who knows? Yeah. Because I think this episode is、uh, running a bit long. Way、now. too long. Yeah, but it's good. You know,、um, if you are listening to this point, just know that.、Um, I don't know. I personally do enjoy long episodes because I feel like short episodes, for example, like twenty minutes, fifteen minutes, twenty-five minutes. It doesn't give me the platform to like fully dive deep into a topic and to like fully understand the person I'm talking with.、Hmm. I feel like long duration conversations are something that、I、genuinely enjoy.、Um, but yeah, we'll see how we go. You know, anything else that you like to add about K-pop? Any thoughts? I think I have too many, but I don't want to spare too much. Fair enough. Maybe we'll keep it for the next one then. <laughs> I love how you're like soloing this episode. Thank you. I really appreciate it.、Uh, but yeah, thank you all for listening. You know,、uh, enjoy music responsibly.、Uh, 
Um, and yeah, <laughs> if you haven't listened to New Jeans, check them out. They are a very refreshing concept. Uh, according to Casey, I can't really say they're refreshing because I haven't been jaded by any of the K-pop content <laughs> I haven't been consuming under the K-pop content for the past decades. But anyway, thank you all for listening. Stay high, stay low, stay safe. This is Aaron and this is... Casey, yay. All right, you enjoy your time and I should be releasing this on the weekend so you have a lovely weekend. Take good care of yourself and uh, send my regards to your families. Bye. Wow.